What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, and this is the 73rd episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about Week 16, Best and Worst Plays. That is right. We are in semi-finals week now. Two weeks left to go in the fantasy season. This is our second-to-last Best and Worst Plays episode of the season, the fourth-to-last episode of the entire Fresh Fantasy Podcast season. We've been grinding since April, and now we are four episodes away, including this one. We got this one. Two episodes next week with our regular scheduled programming, then a special season finale. We'll talk more about that later as it's time and coming up. But before we get into all that good stuff today, I got five names at every position, five players that I like more than usual, five players that I like less than usual, five stars, five sits, whatever you want to call it. But I do have some news for those of you that listened to the last episode. I appreciate you listening. But I mentioned that I might have COVID. And the next day on Tuesday, I'm recording this on Thursday night, I did test positive for positive for COVID-19, unfortunately. So with that, having COVID, it's been a rough couple of days, definitely. COVID has definitely been a little, little more difficult to deal with than I would have expected personally, but we're going to get through it. I think I'm going to survive, um, thankfully, and I can at least stand up today. So that definitely helps when recording an episode. I don't record them standing up, by the way, but... Definitely helps to feel a little bit better, feel a little stronger. Um, but the last couple of days, I've been prepping these notes for this episode today. So I'm excited to bring that to you guys. And with that being said, let's get right into it with our QB start of the week. And that is Matthew Stafford versus the Minnesota Vikings, third most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. One of the highest totals of the week against Minnesota, going to be a very big game for Matthew Stafford. Number two start of the week this week is Dak Prescott versus the Washington football team. Dak Prescott's had less than 14 fantasy points in four out of his last five games. It's been ugly. This is a get-on-track game against the Washington football team. Fifth most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. I think Dak is finally going to have this bounce back. And can you really trust him right now going into the playoffs? Oh, I wouldn't say so. But I think it is positive that he's playing against a team like this that's given up the most points to quarterbacks this season. Fifth most over the last five weeks. I like the matchup for Dak. Number three start of the week this week is Russell Wilson versus the Chicago Bears. Sixth most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Russell Wilson's another guy that's not been very good lately um, since his finger surgery. But, you know, he, his last six games, he's had three games under 10 points, three games over 17 points. So it's been hit or miss. But, again, he's playing Chicago. Sixth most points given up over the last five weeks. Sixth most given up over the season. Nice matchup for Russell Wilson. Number four start of the week this week is Cam Newton versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Cam Newton's had two games over 24 fantasy points. Obviously, he's had that dud game where he's been benched a couple times where he got benched versus Miami, only at eight points. Atlanta, he had 15 points but got benched twice in the same game. Um, not very good, but Cam Newton playing the Bucks should be a high-scoring game. I expect big things from him. My final start of the week. This week is whoever the Browns starting quarterback that it is. It seems like it's going to be Baker Mayfield. They said they're planning on starting him. But why would Baker Mayfield make this list when he doesn't have OBJ? He's going to have Jarvis Landry, but the weapons aren't the greatest. Well, he had to make this list. The Green Bay Packers are the single giving up the single most points to quarterbacks over the last five weeks and have given up four more points per game 
than any other team. That's like a 20, 20, 25% increase of points over any other team in the entire NFL and giving up points to quarterbacks. Baker deserves to be mentioned for that reason. None to our QB sits. And again, sits and start just means players that I like more than usual, players I like less than usual. Just because I say sit doesn't mean you should be sitting this guy on your bench and not playing him. And again, I will try to emphasize that with certain players that should not be sat, just saying that if you have other options, I might want to play that player. You guys have heard me say that a lot this season. And that is led off with our QB sit of the week, Josh Allen versus the New England Patriots. Patriots, best team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. And in a very bad weather game, albeit, they held Josh Allen to just 11.7 points back in week 13. That was his worst point total since week 10. They've been very tough against quarterbacks. And Josh Allen is going to have a very tough time against New England this week. I'd be starting someone else if you can. Staying with that same game, Mac Jones is also a sit for me versus the Buffalo Bills. Sixth most, sixth least points allowed to quarterbacks this season and over the last five weeks. Mac Jones, tough matchup this week. Be careful. Another guy to be careful of this week is Aaron Rodgers versus the Cleveland Browns. Third toughest team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Aaron Rodgers, you're probably going to play. He's been really good, but I'm just kind of pointing out, hey, Cleveland's been a little bit better than you think against quarterbacks. Another guy that's similar like that is Justin Herbert versus the Houston Texans. Sure, on paper, the Houston Texans look like a Swiss cheese quarterback defense, but they've actually been pretty tough in allowing quarterbacks to get a lot of points. Their run defense has been absolutely atrocious, which is why a lot of those quarterback points have not been as high. And again, they're a team that gets beat down a lot, but even though they've had a couple wins lately, but game script doesn't necessarily favor Justin Herbert there in a game where they're probably going to be up a lot and the Texans run defense is terrible, but They've been very stingy against quarterbacks at least the last five weeks. So I just fade Justin Herbert a little bit. Again, he's one of those beware plays. Just beware of that. But obviously, you're going to probably end up starting him if you need to. And our final sit of the week this week is Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Ninth toughest team versus quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Again, Kansas City, not the defense they were at the beginning of the season. They've been very, very tough against quarterbacks lately. And on to our running back starts of the week. Running back start of the week is led off by James Robinson versus the New York Jets. Single most points given up to running backs this season. Sixth most over the last five weeks. James Robinson, fire him up. Carlos Hyde just got placed on IR. Even more touches, carries, snaps, everything like that for James Robinson. Urban Meyer's gone, which also helps his case. Very nice week for him last week against Houston Texans. Expect another huge week against the Jets this week. Number two start of the week this week. Clyde Edwards-Elaire versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Single most points allowed to running backs over the last five weeks. Five more points to running backs than any other team in the entire NFL. I mean, they'd made Devontae Freeman last week look like the second coming of Barry Sanders. They were so bad. Obviously, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but the Steelers have given up 33 points per game to running backs over the last five weeks. That favors Clyde Edwards-Elaire a lot. Number three started the week this week, Javante Williams versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Second most points allowed to running backs over the last five weeks. Javante Williams has been on a tear at the end of the season so far. Not the best week last week, but before that, he had like 20 points in two out of the last previous three games. Before that, again, Raiders are as good as it gets for a matchup besides like the Jets and the Steelers. Javante Williams is going to feast against the Raiders in a divisional matchup. Another guy that's going to feast is Justin Jackson versus the Houston Texans. I mentioned it with Justin Herbert. They've allowed the fourth most points to running backs over the last five weeks. They've given up big games to James Robinson, Rashad Penny, and Justin Jackson makes this list because Austin Eckler got put on COVID. 
the video came out of Austin Eckler doing his normal video with Liz Loza, and they asked him, who's the running back to own if you sit out this week? And Austin Eckler looked sick, man. He did not look like he was feeling the best. He looked like he was having some COVID symptoms, and seeing that on Thursday does not bode well for his chance on Sunday. He did not look like he was feeling the best, but he said Justin Jackson is the guy to own. Very, very talented guy when healthy. Again, great matchup against Houston this week. Fire him up. Another reason why we do a lot of these last five-week things to see who's been hot lately, who's been bad, is why we have Damian Harris as our fifth start of the week this week versus the Buffalo Bills. Third most points allowed to running backs over the last five weeks. Bills' run defense has not been the same. They're now a middle-of-the-pack matchup on paper, but they've been very, very bad against running backs lately. Damian Harris deserves a fire up. Now to our running back sits here. There's some very interesting names, and that is led off by Chuba Hubbard versus Tampa Bay Bucks. Sixth best team against running backs over the last five weeks. I hope you weren't starting Hubbard. Amir Abdullah has been playing more snaps than him the last few weeks. Hubbard, unfortunately, is not the guy that he was earlier in the season when CMC was out where he was the clear workhorse. He's splitting work and giving up more to Amir Abdullah, especially the passing work, which does not bode well for him. He shouldn't even be rostered, let alone be on your team, especially when he's got the Saints coming up next week. And our number two sit of the week at running back is Michael Carter. Again, he's still new off this ankle injury, and he's playing the Jaguars where you're saying, oh, I want to fire him up against the Jaguars. Well, I'm sorry, bud, but, you know, the Jaguars have been the fourth toughest team against running backs over the last five weeks. Again, I'm going to say this one more time. Just because I'm saying this does not mean you can't put Michael Carter in your lineup. I'm just advising against it because I'm saying the Jaguars have been tougher than you think against running backs lately. It's as simple as that. Our number three sit of the week this week is Devontae Freeman versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Fifth toughest team versus running backs over the last five weeks. A little stingier than you think, once again. So I just be careful with Devontae Freeman this week versus the Bengals. Fifth toughest team over the last five weeks against running backs. My fourth sit of the week is an interesting one, but it's A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, any other week over the last five, six, seven weeks, I would say start him up. Start him, no matter who it is, no matter what the matchup is. But Aaron Jones finally looked healthy, and it was the first time that AJ, I'm sorry, Aaron Jones significantly outtouched AJ Dillon. I think it was 15 to 8 off the top of my head, playing the Browns, ninth toughest team against running backs over the last five weeks. Again, when he had eight touches last week, and you can't rely on him for clear double digit touches, I don't think that he has the upside to necessarily really help you move on to the finals. Um, that's not AJ Dillon's role for your team this week, and he's someone that you really should not have in your lineups. My final play of the week is a beware play. It's Alvin Kamara versus the Miami Dolphins, second toughest team against running backs over the last five weeks, giving up just 11.9 points per game to all the team's running backs, not just the starter. They've been very, very tough against running backs. Like I said, Miami, fifth toughest, sorry, second toughest team over the last five weeks. Alvin Kamara, just fade him just a little bit. Just be careful. That's all we're saying here. So just beware, as always. And that is it for the running backs. We're going to take a quick break before we move on to the wide receivers. And we are back with the wide receiver starts of the week, led off by the guy I am hoping is going to carry me to a lot of semi-final matchups. A guy that has not played since week six, but all of a sudden due to injuries and his stardom, or used to be stardom and great talent, could be the single best play of all wide receivers this week. And that is Antonio Brown versus the Carolina Panthers. Fifth most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. Mike Evans is likely to play. Leonard Fournette just got put on IR. Chris Godwin is done for the season. All is shaping up for Antonio Brown to get a ridiculous target share. 
versus a team that's been very susceptible to wide receivers lately. There is a possibility that Stephon Gilmore shadows Antonio Brown, but I think they're going to do a really good job at moving him around enough that he won't see a ton of coverage from Stephon Gilmore, hopefully. But Antonio Brown going to be started in every league I possibly can start in this week. He is my start of the week, both for myself and for fantasy. If you have him, play him. It's as simple as that. Number two start of the week this week is Odell Beckham versus the Minnesota Vikings. Single most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham, all those guys, awesome starts this week versus the Minnesota, especially in what a high-scoring game it's going to be. Number three start of the week this week, Michael Pittman versus the Arizona Cardinals. Fourth most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. Michael Pittman, an awesome start this week. Didn't look like it. I was fading him. You guys heard me crap Michael Pittman the last couple weeks. But Arizona has all of a sudden turned into a Swiss cheese defense versus wide receivers. Michael Pittman, a very nice start after a rough game against New England last time out. Fourth start of the week this week, T. Higgins versus the Baltimore Ravens. Lost their first three corners. He's going against fourth, fifth string corners right now for the Baltimore Ravens. Eighth most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. T. Higgins has over 100 receiving yards and three out of the last four. T. Higgins, a very nice play this week and one of those players that is going to really help lead you to going to play in the fantasy football championship. And my final start of the week this week is a guy on a hot streak. Usually, you don't hear me say this is outside the top 10. It's playing the 12th team that's given up the 12th most points to wide receivers, but it's Russell Gage. Russell Gage has at least 15 and half PPR points in three out of the last four games. Start guys on hot streaks. He has at least seven and a half points in one, two, three, seven straight games. Russell Gage has been so good. If you have him, start him. He's been consistent. He's on a hot streak. you got to start Russell Gage. But there's also some guys that you shouldn't start at wide receiver. Led off by Gabriel Davis versus the Patriots. Single best team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. Emmanuel Sanders could come back this week. Keep an eye on that. That would fade Gabriel Davis' role a little bit more because he's not a slot guy. Cole Beasley's not vaccinated. Just got put in COVID protocols. He can't play either, but I think Davis is better on the outside than the slot. He's been consistent lately, but I think it's a trap game to keep playing Davis on this hot streak right now. Number two sit of the week is Christian Kirk versus the Indianapolis Colts. Third best team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. That's exactly why I have Christian Kirk. They've been a lot tougher. I know D-Hop isn't there. I know Christian Kirk was the guy last week, but he's got a really tough matchup this week. I'd be thinking about starting someone else. And we changed it up a little bit how we're doing this four wide receivers for this specific episode, especially now that we're in the semifinals. And my number three source sit of the week is all Giants wide receivers versus the Eagles. Seventh toughest team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. I wouldn't be playing any Giants wide receiver this week at all, especially with Jake Fromm likely to start. And that also goes with the Patriots. I wouldn't play any Patriots wide receiver versus the Bills, especially when they could go super run heavy like they did last time. Bills also the fourth toughest team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. I wouldn't be playing either of those teams' wide receivers against either of them. I wouldn't think about it at all. It's not a sit or a fade. Don't play them at all. Please don't. My final sit of the week this week is Adam Thielen versus the Los Angeles Rams. He's missed two weeks with a high ankle sprain. It seems like he's going to play this week. He's limited in practice, but the Rams have been the eighth toughest team against wide receivers. And the thing is, Adam Thielen could be great, and normally I would say don't fade him, but when you've got a guy coming off a high ankle sprain, they don't know how they're going to respond to them. They're playing one of the tougher defenses against wide receivers in the league. Do you really want to trust that in your semifinal matchup? I'm just saying, be careful. If you want to start him, start him, but I'm just advising, be careful. That leads us 
on to our final 10 five tight end starts and five tight end sits led off by Mark Andrews, a guy who shouldn't make this list, but Mark Andrews playing the Bengals who allowed the single most points to tight ends over the last five weeks. I'm telling you, Mark Andrews is going to be the tight end one this week. If you have him in any lineup, get him. You play DFS, start him. Mark Andrews is the man this week. Another guy that's going to be the man this week is Zach Ertz versus the Indianapolis Colts. Fourth most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. Zach Ertz is an awesome play. Cole Komet is also a great play. Playing the Seattle Seahawks, second most points allowed to tight ends over the last five weeks. Nine targets this past Monday um, that Cole Komet played. Again, playing Seattle, second most points given up to tight ends. Got to start him this week. Speaking of got to start him, how about Dallas Goddard versus the New, York, the New York Jets? 11th most points allowed to tight ends over the last five weeks. Dallas Goddard has had two of his best three games of the season in his last couple of weeks. Or sorry, back-to-back games. Once against the Jets with Gardner Minshew, and then this past week with Jalen Hurts uh, versus the Washington football team. He's been good no matter how you shake it, no matter who they're playing. And now he's got a great matchup against the Giants. Look for him to stay very hot, ride that hot streak. And my final tight end start of the week is Tyler Higbee versus the Minnesota Vikings. Seventh most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. High scoring game. Maybe Tyler Higbee falls into the end zone. This is a perfect time to do it. Finally, onto our tight end sits, the final sits at tight end in semifinal week, led off by Dawson Knox versus the New England Patriots. The Patriots have allowed just 3.1 fantasy points per game to tight ends over the last five weeks. I know Dawson Knox has been great, but 3.1 points per game allowed to tight ends over a five-week span? I don't know. I'm trying to find someone else if I can. If you want to start Dawson Knox, go ahead. But 3.1 points per game over five weeks, that is really, really tough. Tyler Conklin also has it tough this week playing the Rams. Second toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Tyler Conklin, very hit or miss. Not a good matchup for him to produce. Another guy that's going to be a fade for me this week is Hunter Henry. He's coming off a great game against the Colts, but the Colts were a very good matchup. Now is a very tough matchup against Buffalo. Third toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Foster Moreau is a guy that's been on the start list a lot. Had some nice matchups. Doesn't seem like Darren Waller is going to play. But he's playing Denver this week. Eighth toughest team against tight ends. Very, very tough lately. Foster Moreau is not a start this week. He's not a very good tight end. He has not been very kind to these starts. Maybe he won't be very kind to the sit and he'll do well. But Denver is the toughest matchup that he's had in a little bit. Darren Waller likely out. Foster Moreau is a fade for me. And my final fade of the week at tight end is Pat Fryermuth versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Ninth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Fryermuth would be fading him at least a little bit. Um, not as good of a matchup as you would think. The last thing I want to mention with these tight ends, though, for all five I mentioned, is that these teams in half PPR are allowing seven or less points per game over the last five weeks each, all five of them. Seven or less points per game to tight ends. That's not just the the starting tight end. That's all tight ends and whoever they were playing the last five weeks. They've been allowing less than seven fantasy points per game. That's really, really tough. I'd definitely be fading these guys as much as you possibly can this week. Just be very, very careful. But that is it. Another little flu game performance. Feeling a little better today with the COVID stuff, but I hope I gave you guys the best information possible. I hope all this happens, and I hope that all of your fantasy dreams come true this week. I really hope you guys get into your final matchups. I appreciate you using me as a tool, a data point, however you'd like to use me to help you make the best possible decisions to advance in your fantasy matchups. If you're just listening for fun, I appreciate it too. But as always, 
Thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope you enjoy all of your holidays.